Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Show Me Show podcast for episode 82. It's been uh, two weeks since our last show. We missed last week, um, but we are going to recap week 10's NFL slate. Uh, we'll do our picks for week 11. We have Fantasy Corner, and I'm sure we're going to work in a few other things. Um, so, yeah, probably a pretty tight-knit show, although we always say that. Never usually is. So, uh, but yeah, that's true. We're always like, oh, it'll yeah. be about 45 minutes and then it's yeah. over an hour. So, so yeah. Um, no rundown. Although next week, uh, next week's show, I'm not sure what day we're going to record it uh, because next Thursday is obviously Thanksgiving. But uh, next week, we should have a rundown, the week 11 rundown. Um, we'll have more time. At least I will uh, to write stuff down. Luke, I think, is still in school until Tuesday, right, Luke? Yeah, I have a few classes yeah. next week. So, so um, really, really, really the G word. That's the big G right there, having classes next week. But uh, yeah, that, yeah, I would agree with that. Q word, F word, yeah, all those. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we're going to talk about last week's games uh we did not do that great uh 500 um so yeah we're still kind of not doing very well i went eight and six the week before after luke had a great week and then luke just went seven and seven and uh so in the game's this week are kind of confusing too, so I wouldn't be too shocked if we struggle again. But let's just start with Carolina at Chicago last week. Yeah. Before we even get into it, can we just like acknowledge how much this week sucked? This this football slate was ass. Uh, there's no other word to describe it. It was. It was. Well, then I would call you a criminal because the witching hour for the second straight week in a row was fucking amazing. So I, I was just gonna say, uh, I don't know if it was that amazing, but um, it the noon games were good. There were some good noon games. Other than like the prime time games were terrible. For week ten, we have to do better. You know, as the NFL schedule makers, we got to do better. But at the same time, you had uh, the Chiefs the Dolphins and the Eagles all on a bye, and even the Rams, which for being bad, they are actually kind of a fun bad team. So when they're not playing Brett, Brett Ripien. Um, so, yeah, a lot of fun teams on the bye this week, which really sucked. Yeah, I will I will wholeheartedly disagree with your take that the witching hour was okay at best. The Houston-Cincinnati game – was awesome in the witching hour. Jameis doing weird shit in the witching hour was fun. Green Bay at Pittsburgh got weird at the end. Um, and Cleveland Baltimore was crazy at the end. So the only games that really weren't were uh, San Francisco Jacksonville, which we got correct. We had San Francisco. Yeah. That was a last um, minute switch by me, too. Yeah. That's a good one. And then. Um, Tennessee at Tampa Bay. That game just never really appeared on my television screen. Um, I don't really. I actually have no idea what happened in that game. I I, I know Tampa won, but that's about it. Um, but starting back on the last Thursday, Carolina at Chicago. Well, this game on paper is just disgusting and gross, and you shouldn't watch it unless you're dis a disgusting individual. So therefore, I watched it 
And it was surprisingly a good game. Like where both offenses moved the ball down the field. Um, Tyson, 16 to 13, a lot of, yeah. a lot of offense in that one. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of field goals, but um, they like I was just shocked that both teams were able to move the ball. Like there, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a Big Ten punt fest. There was quite a few drives that would stall out after they would pass midfield, um, and lots of field goals. Like I said, but. Um, yeah, the, the, the Bears uh, got the win uh, late after a bad Bryce Young play in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's actually getting a little bit better as the weeks go on. I feel like he might just be like a late bloomer, you know. Like, we're seeing history yeah. with C.J. Stroud. Um, I'm not ready to count out uh, Bryce Young by any means. And then Chicago, like Tyson a- Bajant is 2-2. Two and two. It, it could be like a Trevor Lawrence situation where you just have your coach is just so bad and you're one that almost like doesn't count. It could be what we're seeing with Bryce Young here. Um, my notes for this game is not only did I not watch, but I didn't even follow. Like when I don't watch the games, I like check the scores as they're going on. This game I didn't check until it was final. I just I saw who won. Um, I was at the Blues game, so I was occupied with that. That's part of the reason why we didn't record last week because um, you were busy during the afternoon and then I had the Blues game in the night. So we just couldn't get a a time there set up, but yeah, that that's my notes for it. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's that's understandable. Um, and I have similar notes for Indianapolis at New England. Wasn't awake. Uh, saw the final score was ten to six, and you know, like how I don't even know how to say this, but like you know how when you're on like the ESPN app or the CBS app. They'll have like a little highlights section, like the first thing you can see when you click yeah. on the game. They didn't they, they didn't have it. There there was none. So uh yeah, I don't I don't know what really happened. I know Mac Jones apparently was miserable. Um and uh Gardner Minshew scored ten points. And that's basically yeah. it. Uh, I checked the score, I think it was at the end of the first quarter and it was seven to three. And then I checked it like an hour later, and it was still seven to three. And I just thought my phone like wasn't connected to the Wi-Fi or something. And it didn't update, but it, no, it did. Um, and that's all you need to know for that game. So my one uh, thing about this game is I feel okay that this happened because the week before they took, like we gave Germany one of our best exports in the entire world that we have to offer, Chiefs at Dolphins, you know. I feel like that's a little bit too generous. I'm fine that we gave them, that we made them watch the Colts and Patriots uh, for three and a half hours instead. You know, um, kind of reparations, if you will, for World War II. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. So we'll just move on to the next game. This game was an electric factory for the second week in a row for Houston. Um, Had a big lead on Cincinnati. Uh, Joe Burrow got into high gear, him and Jamar Chase. They came storming back. The Cincinnati defense stepped up. And then on the last drive of the game, C.J. Stroud put a field goal drive together, and they won 30-27. to um, And uh, one thing to point out, this game was won on a game-winning kick, Luke. And there was a little bit of history this week in the NFL. Six game-winning field goals at the end of games, um, most ever 
in a single regular season week in NFL history. And obviously the most in any week in any history, because there's not even that many games played in the postseason. So most ever six game winning field goals. Um, my takeaways, uh, Bengals, you know, this is a game that they really didn't want to lose because obviously they had the slow start. They had won a lot in a row. They're got they're getting hot and they just played a good team, but they uh, probably shouldn't have lost that game um, for playoff seating and whatnot. But C.J. Stroud is him. That is my other takeaway. Um, he actually has like some half decent, mediocre weapons enough to where they can score a pretty decent amount of points. And, you know, they're finding some just like little pieces that are starting to develop, like Noah Brown, the seventh round pick out of Ohio state. He's had back-to-back leads of over 10 catches for over 150 yards. Um, Dalton Scholes, obviously, and uh, Tank Dell and whatnot, but four Cowboys. Exactly. Yeah. Multiple. Um, So I don't know, but CJ Stroud, I think I, we talked about this a little while ago. Uh, as soon as Kirk Cousins died, he quickly became my favorite, my like, most recent quarterback that I like to watch. That's not like Mahomes, just because of his pocket presence and awareness, and his mechanics are already so dang good. It's insane. Um, he's just really fun to watch. He's just like a pure pocket passer. It's fun to watch. Um, it's what he was yeah. at Ohio State too. He's a gunslinger. Yeah. Uh, th- this is what happens whenever you hit on both a coach and a quarterback in the same offseason. Um, you can go from being, you know, a hail, failed hail, hail Mary away from the number one overall pick in the draft to a playoff team. Um, that's kind of what the Jaguars did not that long ago with Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. They did that last year. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty incredible how quickly it turned around down there in Houston. Hey, the AFC South is. Uh, they might become the next big division. As weird as that sounds, they've been like the worst division for my entire life. But the Texans on the rise. Um, you got the Jaguars that are kind of in their blooming factory. The Colts, it looks like Anthony Richardson may be a guy if he can stay healthy. And Shane Steichen has been proven to be a pretty good coach so far. The only missing link there is the Titans. Uh, but Will Levis, he's shown some flashes. And obviously, Vrabel, we know he's a good coach. This could really just be a gauntlet division, um, which would be weird. I mean, but the other gauntlet division is the AFC North, which the Bengals are in, and uh, they needed this game because they have a really tough schedule ahead of them. And uh, this game at home would really help. But uh, yeah, they lost. Yeah, so. and I, I think we think in our brains that the AFC South has been awful our entire life. And I think it's because they never have true contenders like for Super Bowls but they actually do kind of go in and out of like being like a really tough division if for teams in that division I feel like like I feel like they beat up on each other a lot but I think that's most divisions in football but I feel like the that one like there's all kinds of weird kinks in that division you know like the Texans always win in Jacksonville uh Colts never win in Jacksonville, you know, and just like all these yeah. little weird things um, like that. And I, I, I like what you're saying about the Jaguars. They're blooming. And yeah, they are. But they also like, I don't know. I mean, I, I they're just not 
for real, for real, I don't think, you know, because, I mean, they just got their shit pumped by the 49ers. I mean, not even close. I mean, they didn't even, I mean, it wasn't even close. So, I don't know. It's hard to judge that team, if you ask me. Yeah, it is, but, you know, they they do have some excitement brewing, um, (laughs) needless to say. Yeah, for sure. I mean, last year they were really excited. And and they're about the same this year. I just, you know that they can't. You know that they can't win the Super Bowl, though. You know what I mean? I I think that's fine. I think just being a competitive team is okay for those fans right now. You know, obviously yeah. in a few years you're going to want to win Super Bowls, but right now, I think those people at Jacksonville will take like a winning football team. Yeah, I wonder though, like if you were to ask a Jacksonville fan, and granted, don't get me wrong, they went through some bad years recently, pretty recently. But like, how many more years are they like just fine with being a good competitive playoff team? You know, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, this is what, year three or four? So, like, how much longer? You know what I mean? Like, do they are they just content with that? So, I guess we'll we'll see in the next few years. But um, New Orleans at Minnesota. Now, I, I wasn't able to watch uh, the first half of this game. I really only got to watch um, when Jameis came in. Uh <laughs> Yep. So that's about when I started. I got to watch the whole witching hour on Sunday, and then I had to go back to schoolwork. Um, well, this is literally all I ask for when I say we just want to watch Jameis play. Got the full Jameis experience, and don't get me wrong, I'm a Jameis dick rider, and I love the dude. Um, and uh, But I was still a little upset at some of the interceptions, but it is part of the Jameis experience. Like he threw two touch his first touchdown pass off the bench. I mean pinpoint accuracy, but also a great catch. And then the second one, a touchdown pass to AT Perry, who shout out Wake Forest legend, by the way. Um, ACC receiving legend. But his first touchdown of his NFL career, but just a throw, Luke, that I mean, you have to be psychotic to make. I mean, and it was a throw where if you would have thrown it earlier, it wouldn't have been as psychotic. But he waited until the last possible second to throw it, only like Jameis Winston will. And it was just a funny touchdown. Yeah. Where the it was one of those like Madden throws that you throw. Yeah, Madden. yeah, it was, it was like the ag catch from aggressive catch from 2016. That's what At Perry had to do for the touchdown. And then the next two Jameis interceptions were just. So criminally Jameis. One of them was just a, a bad arm punt. And then the next one was like, wow, they're, they got another chance. The Dolphins just kept giving the uh, the Saints chances to win the game. It's like they didn't actually want to win. They just kept giving the ball back to the Saints somehow. And uh, they had uh, plenty of time, and Jameis just threw a pass uh, to a guy in like triple coverage, and it got picked off. He did throw a sick Hail Mary that got to the end zone, but it, it kind of just got fell on deaf ears. But that's that, like that's the Jameis experience, you know? Like Derek Carr, boring as hell. That was fun. Josh Dobbs yeah. good as well. Other takeaway. Yeah, he's been really fun for them. Uh, the Saints coin, this is the first game it's got wrong all year, so that's done. Uh, and then another thing I have, Dennis Allen – he might be losing his terrorist status. I know we've been calling him a terrorist for a while. He may just suck now. Like, he just sucks as a coach. Um, because he's They're not he awful, though. 
But, I mean, he's been playing Taysom Hill a lot more. Um, the offense has been getting back into it. He played Jameis this week. Um, the Saints have been winning some games. Kind of not not a terrorist. I'm, I'm not going to call him a terrorist anymore. I'll say that. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, he's probably going to do some stuff in the next few weeks, like Derek Carr is going to come back, and he'll probably resume his terrorist status when they put up, like, three points or something. Or <laughs> but like, for now. But he's lost it. I, but like, I want to kind of remove the terrorist status from him because they're winning games almost too. Like it's not, they're not an awful team. They can be extremely boring, but they're not an awful team. Um, so, you know, but now I say that like, like wins is the thing that takes away your terrorist status. The Steelers, um, we'll just jump around to that game real quick. They're six and three. Um, but I still consider Matt Canada a terrorist. Oh, yeah, yeah, because their offense is bad. I, I, mean, I would consider him a terrorist, too. But I'm just saying Dennis Allen has done some things that have actually been good for the game of football, I think, in the last few weeks that, you know, I, I, we deserve to remove that tag from him. That's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Although this is – we had a weird bet that Luke came up with on this game. Yeah, well, it is uh, Green Bay-Pittsburgh. So obviously our two teams, and they don't play what every four years they play. So um, this is something that is you know it's not going to happen every year. Uh, this might be the only time, I mean, in podcast history, who knows where we're going to be in four years with this that that we'll be able to do this. So uh, yeah, we of course naturally we made a bet on it, um, <laughs> loser, and uh, I lost. So but <laughs> there should be an asterisk by it because we got boned by the refs in this game. Uh, with that that fumble, that backwards pass that we took back for a touchdown. Oh my god, that that cost us seven shit like minutes. that happens all the time. I would, I'm not putting an asterisk by that. Okay. Also, but the reason the the Packers shot themselves in the foot this game, uh, Josiah Deguara. I mean, my terrorist status was removed from Dennis Allen. It might be placed on this guy. He's been nothing but booty cheeks since we drafted him. He was so bad at tight end, we had to move him to fullback um, because he couldn't play the tight end position, and he somehow still sucks at fullback. And, of course, he's on the uh, the kicking team, the field goal team. On that extra point that got blocked, if you watch the video, he just is literally like a, a – do you remember that clip of Jose Altuve in the World Series a few years ago when that guy flipped him the ball at second base for the double play, and he is just like taking a knee, staring at first base, not paying attention at all? That's exactly what he was doing. He was just like in his like set position, and the ball was snapped, and he just didn't move, and the guy ran right past him. His controller literally just like died. It was a great and, visual, and I mean that's the Josiah that's the Josiah DeGuara experience for you. Um, and if he would have done his job and woke up on that play and you know blocked the guy for a half second, even we got that extra point off. We had two chances where we were inside field goal range at the end of the game that we could have just tied the game, maybe even won the game with a field goal there um, and sent it to overtime and who knows what happens in overtime. But yeah, so that he cost us that game and it's not surprising, but at this point Packers are three and six. They're two and a half games out of the playoffs. Uh, The season's over. I know I said it last week, but it's definitely over now Uh, and just, yeah, just tank. Jordan Love didn't look bad. He he was very inconsistent, as was Kenny Pickett. That was the funny part of this game. But 
you know, I, I have to do the I have to do the dance now on Saturday for Mizzou yeah. game day. Um, trust tree. I think um, I might already be ready to move on from Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I he I I don't know if it's the bad mix of him and Matt Canada. It is, <laughs> but it's I mean he. Sometimes the whole offense wakes up in the fourth quarter. That's not a good quarterback, though. A good quarterback is even if his offense is asleep the entire first three quarters, um, they're awake. You know, they're trying to make shit happen. Um, he just, I don't know, and he gets hit really hard, and you know, he falls weird, and I don't know. He, I, I don't think it's gonna work out. I don't know how much time they're going to give him because they're winning games. Um, and it's not like a situation where you can be like, well, you know, they can't they can't win a Super Bowl with him. Um, it's not and, a Zach Wilson situation. Yeah, it's like, well, actually, the defense is so good most of the time, and the offense, like, does weird little things, and our special teams has been good to where, like, actually you can't even say that this team – can't like compete for playoff games and even a Super Bowl with how good the defense has been. I, I would but, be like, shocked if they won a Super Bowl. No, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> but it's like it's not like you can rule them out. You know, like I was just saying, how you could rule out the Jags, um, and the Jags just beat the Steelers. But the Steelers play a, a weird way of football, like where if weird shit falls into place. They could make a run. Um, with that being said, you don't. I don't want. I don't want him as the quarterback, though. Like he, he Let's just doesn't do enough. If you ask me, who have the Steelers beat this year? Because that's kind of an evaluation of a Super Bowl team. Uh, they wow. Okay, so they've they beaten lost. the Ravens. Um, they beat the Ravens. They beat the Browns. Um, the Rams, the Titans, the Packers, and the Raiders. So there's some respectable teams in there. Uh, they did lose, got blown out by the Texans, but that's not a bad loss anymore. And then lost to the Jags and Niners. There, yeah, that's a good resume. Yeah, well, the the loss to the Jaguars was not good. I, I mean, that was, but that's like the game where stuff wasn't falling into place. If you know what I'm talking about, Luke, like the offense, they were on the streak of waking up in the fourth quarter, and they never did in that game. I think the final score was twenty to ten. And it was just awful. I mean, it was gross. It was wet outside, but disgusting. The Texans one is also weird. That's an any given Sunday kind of game situation <laughs> because they were literally favored in that game and they got blown out. Like Vegas had them favored and they got blown out. Uh, the 49ers is just losing two of the better team. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, the Steelers are going to be in the playoffs though, Cam. I know. I don't know how – I don't know if I'm ready for that. You know, like a couple of years ago when this happened, uh, we played the Chiefs, um, and, you know, T.J. Watt got that touchdown at the beginning of the game, and we were – I think – were you there for that? Yeah. We, yeah, we were watching that. Like, oh, maybe we were, chance. Yeah, and then it was just over like that. But oh, he just dropped his wood all, all over this field. This year is a little different because, like, I knew we were losing that game no matter what, but – I don't know. Like the defense is going to keep them in so many games. I, I don't know. It should be interesting. 
I'm yeah. having a hard time rooting for them, though. I, obviously, I'm rooting for the Steelers, but I'm having a hard time rooting for them because of Kenny Pickett and Matt Canada. And George Pickens has been a little bit of a weird diva lately. And But I do like watching him just throw his body at weird stuff, and I don't know. I like watching the defense of the Steelers. I'll, I'll put it that way. T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, Patrick Peterson even made a big play in the game. Yeah, he did. Um, Keanu Neal, I didn't know he was on the Steelers, but he had a big pick in the game. They have, a, like, so many dudes on defense, and it's real fun to watch. But the offense is – turn the channel when they come on. Uh, these okay. next two games I think we can kind of go through a little bit. Tampa Bay beat Tennessee. Um, that's that, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh and then we kind of talked about this one already, San Francisco at Jacksonville. But San Francisco came out. They took care of business um, off the bye week. This was a big win for them going to Jacksonville, which the Jaguars don't play real well in their home stadium for some reason, for whatever reason. But uh, um, this continued, and they got dominated from the start. And uh, big win for the 49ers. They're back. Yeah, and they were what had lost three or four in a row. So yeah. the bye couldn't have come at a better time, literally. Um, not only because they were struggling, but Brock Purdy was kind of uh, hurt. And uh, the whole team was hurt. McCaffrey yeah. was banged up. Yeah, exactly. Was banged up. Debo the, was banged up. Debo and maybe most importantly, Trent Williams was banged up. And he they came to play on him and Debo did. So, um yeah, it's. I mean, they're back. The the buy they got to buy at such a good time. Now the thing is, they have to go the whole stretch of the season before the playoffs. You know, <laughs> they're gonna be banged up. <laughs> exactly, and every team does. But you know what I mean with the Forty ers So yeah, it, they're kind of like the Ravens. Like they're st- when they get hurt, they get hurt. Or the Chargers. It's there's just one of those teams. Um, yeah. Browns at Ravens. This is this was a big AFC North battle. I thought the Ravens had this one in the bag, but then uh, they didn't. Here come the here come the Browns. But uh, Watson is out. I know I don't want to get to that too much because I know you have that later on. But yeah, Watson's out for the year. Had to get shoulder surgery, um, so I don't know what that means for the Browns' season. But this was a big win for them. Their defense is still really good. Um, and the Ravens, I don't know what it means for them either. It's just I think it's an AFC North game that you just have to hats off to the Browns for coming back and Ravens just get back next week. Yeah, this one had weird plays all across the board. Um, weird pick six from uh, Kyle Hamilton to start the game. It was – I don't even know how to explain it. Like it looked like a Madden glitch. Um, like Kyle – he wasn't really even on the screen and then – by the end of the play, he was in the end zone. Like, it was so weird how fast it happened, the pick six on Deshaun Watson to start the game. And then, um, like you just said, Ravens had a sizable lead. And then they let it go pretty quickly. Deshaun Watson, best one of the best halves of his football life. Uh, ball didn't touch the turf in the second half for him. Um was able to make plays happen, keep plays alive, um, th- was able to find guys like Najoku who really got the offense jump-started with um, some tough, gritty run-after-the-catch plays. Um, and then the defense just shored up on Lamar and Jim Harbaugh's offense. And, um, oh, you know, here's the thing. Like, the Ravens have a hard time protecting leads 
because they just don't really have very many go-to guys, it seems like, when they have to protect leads. I don't know why that is, but they, they, they're able to get out to leads um, with mixing in all kinds of different guys. But when you need that guy to throw the ball to uh, late in the game, you know, you'd, you would figure it'd be Mark Andrews maybe, but he's just not at quite at that level to help you seal the deal. Back this year, for sure. Yeah, so I don't know. They, they just can't hold on to leads. They had this happen to them, I think it was last year or two years ago, where they kept blowing double-digit leads in the fourth quarter, um, and it really cost them. But, um, yeah, this one was a little bit surprising. But you do have to tip your cap to the Browns. I'll say this, Luke. I think – Besides the Steelers game, the Steelers playoff game a few years ago, this is like one of the best Browns wins within like the last five to ten years. <laughs> and yeah. it all came crashing down on Monday, I think it was. So um, when Deshaun Watson was ruled out for the rest of the year, which I had no idea, you know, that he even got hurt in that game because he just played through it. But, um, yeah, that and you're, you're right. You just kind of chop this result up to weird NFC or AFC North shit. Like, yeah. you know, that's all you can really chop it up to when you move on. But, yeah. Um, uh, Atlanta and Arizona, Kyler Murray's return. Um, it, this is a – Arizona wins. Um, so this is the second game this year that they've won. Um, it actually might hurt them in the long run, but Kyler Murray played solid. Not not well, but he played solid uh, enough to win. Um, this one, as well as the Cleveland game, were walk-off field goals to win the game. Um, Atlanta, this is a game that got away from them. This is one that they need if they're going to want to win the division that they're in just to lose in the first round of the playoffs. But uh, that's about all I have. It's a disgusting game, but Kyler's back. Yeah, I think the final was 24. 522 no 2422 maybe yeah um, weird game here's the thing so yeah you just said Arthur Smith let this one slip away and they did and it's bad and his seat got uh much warmer after the way they lost this game um but and you're right the first half uh Kyler kind of working out the jitters of getting back on an NFL field and then the second half Luke if you ask me, he looked like a uh, you know a, a quick little guy again. You know that that fast Kyler Murray that we know. His legs looked fast. Um, his feet, his little feet looked fast. Um, but I was this game made me happy as just like an NFL overseer fan that he came back and was able to win them that game. Um, you know, He's playing for his job right now. Yeah, and he, you know, and he always, there's always those questions about Kyler, you know, not just from social media and fans, um, but even the front office, you know, when they like try to build in that, you know, the the film watch time and stuff, you know, how much does he really want to be there and like play football? Well, I think he kind of just showed that, and you know, maybe in the long run, he doesn't want to be in Arizona, which is fair, but um, I think he showed that he loved football on Sunday. And that was really sweet what he did in the fourth quarter. So I'm, I, I was glad that, you know, he's back out on the football field. So, yeah. 
And the Falcons are obviously they're not going to do anything this year. Obviously, the Cardinals, and you're you're probably right that you know um, that win probably doesn't help them that much. Um, It probably does more bad than good. But I think you want to win Kyler Murray's first game back, so that was good for them. Um. Uh, yeah, Atlanta is just a team that you just want to root against too. I feel like they're just they're they're a frustrating team. They're a bummer. Um, <laughs> put it that way. Uh, this next game was, I think, one of the most over games. I think we were we did like a ten minute call to pick the games last week since there was no show. Um, and I when I said when I saw the game, I said to Cam, I was like, oh, this is a fun over game. Um, and sure, not, it wasn't. It was. <laughs> um, it was just one of those games. I don't know how the over-under was only 48, but it was back and forth. Neither defense could make a stop at the end of the game at all. Um, and the Lions, once again, another walk-off field goal game here. Um, they got the ball last, and they milked the clock at the very end. And, you know, Brandon Staley's defense with another another 40 bomb given up, and the Chargers moved to 4-5. and five. Lions get a big win on the road. Um, they're looking – good as they do every week um i'm in rouse st brown's a stud yeah it's my notes yeah um this game was the you need a new head coach and i think that might solve your problem and it's crazy like it you know like usually when teams are four and five you can look at them and be like Ah, well, it's not just this. It's this, this, and this. Um, And the the Chargers, don't get me wrong, they have some other problems. But in this game, it's just bad vibes right now. You saw, it was bad vibes. In this game, though, you saw Justin Herbert look the best he's looked in a while. You saw Keenan Allen, um, who just surpassed 10,000 total career yards, so good for him. Um, He had an unbelievable day. And then you saw their playmakers on defense making, you know, like, you know, they look competent, but then they would give up some huge plays and uh, Staley's in charge of the defense and the rest of this team. And you're like, well, we have, we just saw a guy have one of the best performances at the quarterback position in a while. And so did Jared Goff, by the way, but you have the pieces here. You need the head coach. Staley, I'm surprised he wasn't actually out the door the next day. I actually was. Um, with some of the firings that we've seen, I thought he was going to be fired on Monday. Um, and maybe they're just going to wait till Black Monday. I don't know. But if you're waiting this late. long, I agree. I think that's way too late. But um, especially if you want to try and salvage the season, you know, like the, you know, obviously the Raiders aren't going to really do anything, but they're two and zero with, you know, cause it, you just get that boost of juice, you know, when you fire your coach and hire somebody else as the interim, um, you wonder if the chargers do that, if they want any chance, you know, um, cause personally, I think Staley should be out the door. I have seen some interesting rumors that, uh, Bill Belichick, his top destination would be the Chargers, actually, because uh, they already have a quarterback in place, and that's apparently what he's looking for if he was to move on, is to already have that quarterback in place so you can just don't have to worry about that and just go out and win, um, which is fair. You know, because when you yeah. think about the Patriots, Bill has to worry so much about the quarterback and the decisions there. Um, 
everything else lately, even though you know they can't score on offense, the defense has been banged up to all hell. Well, they held the the Colts, who have scored twenty points in every game, to ten points. Um, I don't know how they did that. I wasn't awake, as we said. So, um, but yeah, uh, and Detroit, you got to give them their flowers a little bit. Uh, week by week, they're looking like a Super Bowl contender. So it's pretty cool. Good for them. I can't wait to watch them on Thanksgiving. Holy shit! So uh, I don't want to watch that game. <laughs> I will. D- Gladly watch that game just because it'll be the Lions' offense. Yeah, but then I like your Packers, and it's enough this year. (laughs) No, that'll be a fun game for to watch. I cannot wait for that game. I can't wait to watch the Cowboys either. No game involving the Packers is fun to watch anymore, Cam. (laughs) (laughs) And that is understandable. I've been in the same spot, Um, but. For uh, an NFL fan, like I get to watch Sam Howell on Thanksgiving too. I mean, it's going to be great. So, hey, Sam Howell, we'll get to him in just a second here. But he, he, yes, we will. Actually, you know what? Let's let's skip over this. Game. Dallas takes care of business versus the Giants. Everyone knew this was going to happen. Um, <laughs> you know that. Uh, that's that's it. Um, one note. One note. Tommy okay. DeVito had his whole family there. <laughs> And I just can't imagine making the trip to watch that. That is just yeah, so funny to think about. Bad game to go to. Um, yeah, but Washington, Seattle. This was once again enough. This should have been the game nationally televised, not the Cowboys Giants. Um, yeah, Sam Howell is leading the league in passing yards. So how about that? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what to think about that, but once again. You know, another tight game for the Commanders that they just can't win at the end. Uh, another walk-off field goal game for the Seattle Seahawks in this one. Um, my notes is that this game was was very close and that Ron Rivera is going to get fired. Because where, where did Riverboat Ron go? What He's happened dead. to Riverboat Ron? He's dead. You know, the fight that he had that he had to have to beat cancer. Well, it took some pieces with him. Um, and one of those pieces was riverboat Ron. Now he's just Ron, you know, and that's just how it is sometimes, you know, and I think if you ask, well, if he was a true football guy, if Ron Rivera was a true football guy and you asked him, all right, would you rather die? Cancer takes you, but you're still a riverboat Ron, but you die, you pass away. Or, would you rather live, you beat cancer, but you're no longer Riverboat Ron. Instead, you're just Ron. And he chose to just be Ron and to live. And I think most sane people will do that. But a true football guy, I don't I don't know if he would do that. So um, oh, That's a wild comparison to make. It's a wild – it is kind of a wild accusation. Wild I mean, he's an 85 Bear Super Bowl champ. But I don't know. I feel like a true football guy would have let cancer take him and continue to be Riverboat Ron. But – um, they, not the greatest coach team. And this was another example in the coach game, but, um, two, two things to point out here in terms of quarterback play. Um, actually three things, uh, starting with Sam Howell, I'll do him first here. Uh, they were a little bit slow in the first half and then they got it going and then, holy cow, by the third and fourth quarter, the commander's offense was just humming 
Um, Sam Howe, another huge day, 300 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Game-winning or go-ahead drive in the fourth quarter that put them up. It was a for me. It was literally an orgasmic play. Um, Sam Howe to Deami Brown, two of my favorite Tar Heels um, ever for a touchdown, and uh, you know they had the lead. But it, it was funny because on that drive, the commentators were yelling at the commanders for going uh, too slow, like that they weren't taking their time, or they were, that they were taking their time going down the field. Um, and then Sam found Diami for that big play, um, kind of like ushering them, man, the commanders really should be moving faster. Where in my head, I was like, no, you should slow it down because you're going to give the Seahawks way too much time. And nobody's been able to stop nobody um, in the second half, kind of like the Chargers in uh, Lions game. And okay. sure enough, sure enough. And this is the other point I was going to get to on the other side of the ball. Um, Geno Smith also in the second half looked like the Geno Smith from last year. And uh, he looked really, really good in the second half. And he drove them right down the field for their game winning field goal. So um, I don't know. It, it's, it was a, it was a clash of two, uh, you know, of good quarterback play. And um, honestly, I think good, two good teams, two good units. Um, but one is better coached than the other. And then, I just wanted to give give some more flowers to Tyler Lockett. This yeah. guy has been so good for so long, and um, I don't know. He, just, it's like the 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 Seahawks never really go out. I know they just drafted Smith and Jigba this year, um, and I think they drafted him because they think he can be kind of like Lockett, um, but they never really go out of their way to go get different receivers anymore. And I think that's just because they feel so safe in Tyler Lockett. And how could you not? He's been doing this for so long and you know, you just got to give him his flowers. He was really good on Sunday as well. So yeah, um, he's kind of one of those guys like Mike Evans, Keenan Allen. Yeah. Um, where really they just stay with one team that's kind of irrelevant. I mean, obviously the Buccaneers with Brady were good, but other than that kind of irrelevant and then just, you know, just be good. Probably all three of them will make the Hall of Fame, probably. Yeah. So um, I think this next game, we don't have to. The Raiders beat the Jets in a very disgusting Sunday night game. Just um, disgusting. One touchdown in total the whole night. Um, and then Monday night, Denver and Buffalo, actually a good game. Um, the Bills are broken, like big time. They're 5-5. Five and five. Beautiful. And I know at the beginning of the year we were talking – um, the, the over-under was 10.5 for them on their win total, and we're like, Vegas must know something because that seems really low, and you you fell for it. You took it in the in the big thing, which we'll get to in a second. But, um, I mean, yeah, this is this is why. they've other Outside of weeks two through four, where they blew out, I think, like the Raiders and the Commanders and the Dolphins, they have been really, really bad. Like, even in the wins, like against the Giants bad um and then all the other games they lost so they I don't know what's going on there they just fired their OC um but I honestly think McDermott's seat might be getting a little bit hot um obviously they're not going to fire him in the middle of the year but you know it, it's there's there's something that needs to be done down there to shake things up uh we'll see if it's the the offensive coordinator going but 
They got the Jets this week, and honestly, kind of a must win because if you lose this one and you go to five and six, it's going to be hard to catch up in the AFC. Yeah, and you said this this was a great game. Actually, it was. Um, and the Bills, yeah, they might be broken. And for me, we just brought up, you know, the the ten and a half wins. For me, this is a you know is is it's beautiful on both sides of the pasture here because I love watching the Bills lose. I always have, really, since uh, Fitzpatrick left. Ever since the Josh Allen era started. And I don't know why. I don't really hate them. I actually don't. Um, but I think their fans are... And I don't really hate their fans either. I don't know what it is about the Bills. I think it's the maybe the overhype that they always get every single year that throws me uh, into not liking them very much. But I enjoy watching them lose thoroughly. And uh, I think a big part of it, Luke, has to deal with Josh Allen. Um, I know they just fired their OC, like you just said. Josh Allen leads the league in interceptions. Um, Second year in a row. He leads the league in doy-doy plays, pretty much. Doy-doy throws, really. I mean, just throws that you don't have to make. Um, And he leads the league in them. So... I think that's been a problem. Um, I think there's always some weird tension with Stefan Diggs in that locker room. I don't know if the front office and, you know, McDermott really know how to approach him. And I don't know. It's a weird situation there. Um, sometimes they simply just can't run the ball. Uh, they go through stretches like that. And then, um, I don't know, the defense is still pretty good, uh, if you ask me. Like, they're often on good, though. It's not very consistent. Um, so I don't know what's what's going on there. You're right. They're just broken. That's the easiest way to put it. And then to wrap this up, I hate to – it's weird to say, but I'm happy for Russell Wilson. Yeah. And I, I, I actually Russell. am. In general, uh, they haven't made a playoff – appearance since uh, their Super Bowl win with Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning is in the Hall of Fame for many years now um, this is the Sean Payton effect I think finally taking in I don't know if it fully set in for the first few weeks and that's why they were so bad but now he's had time to establish that culture um, get some you know flow going on the field and Broncos are getting in a rhythm right now and you know we'll see what happens when an immovable object meets a an unstoppable force um, with the Vikings next week. Both they're the two hottest teams in the league right now. Um, yeah, but and yeah. I think we actually may have predicted them to finish pretty high in the West this year because um, we were just thinking that Sean Payton was going to have the boat, uh, you know, sailing full full speed ahead pretty early on. Um, and you're right, it took some time. And I actually don't think it's all the way there. I don't think Sean Payton has his culture one hundred, even close to 100% established. Um, I think it might take another year for that to fully set in. But like, I want to go back to just being happy for Russell Wilson because I will wholeheartedly say, be at the front of the line, telling people I'm part of the group that, thinks it's funny to make fun of him and likes to make fun of him and that he does it to himself for us to make fun of him. Uh, some of the weird cringy stuff he does. But last year was in 
just incredibly sad uh, by the end of the season. And uh, this year, you know, at the beginning of the year, we're still making fun of them, especially through like the first three games, because like you just said, it took a while for them to get anything going. Um, well, now they're kind of getting some stuff going. And honestly, the whole year, and yeah, they didn't win any games at the beginning of the year. Russell Wilson had been much better than what he was last year. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, there he was making some plays in that Bills game that looked like, you know, the prime Russ on the Seahawks. I mean, that one uh, goal line pass to Javante Williams for the touchdown on the bootleg um, kind of deal that was really quick. He didn't make that play last year, um, but he's making it again this year. And uh, I don't know. It, it just it, it feel it, it's nice to actually see for some reason him – kind of getting through that mess of memes of everybody making fun of them and kind of yeah. overcoming it and being think, good again. Yeah, I think we kind of, when that Patrick the Star thing, when he threw the pick, when they were getting blown out like 40 to nothing or something like that, and he's like, that's not what he wanted. We said that was the, the lowest it could be, and I think, I think that's true. I think it's been nothing but up since that moment for him. Um, he's, I don't think he'll ever be what he was in Seattle, but it's, it's nice to see actually good Russell Wilson. And, you know, the Broncos have – you can no longer look at them on the schedule and be like, that's a win. Like you can maybe look at the Patriots and be like, Oh, that's a win. But the Broncos, it's like, that's a winnable game, but going to be tough. You know, they've, they've elevated to that tier. So good for them. Uh, And the defense too, their defense has, you know, they're not the defense of the, like, we're not, you remember how we were just a few weeks ago, we talked about how the Broncos, their defense, you know, it always keep them in games. You know, even last year, if the offense just had a heartbeat, they would have won way more games. Um, I what was that stat? Remember, they would have won like twelve games that they would have just <laughs> scored more than like sixteen points. I want to say yeah. or something it, like yeah, that. They were like a league average offense. They yeah, won like fourteen games or something. Yeah, it was really something crazy. But uh, their defense is really shored up too, which is coaching. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're not. Not to be taken lightly as we move exactly. forward through the season. All right, that's week uh, week 10. It's nice to talk some football there. Uh, and one thing that we do have to mention with the bet-wise, um, we did get our punishment set for the beginning of the year over under picks, um, where me and Cam each picked four totals. Uh, we're going to be doing something with – it's going to be content-wise, um, where the loser will have to try to hit – off of Taylor Brown. Um, so she she's in. She's ready to do it. Um, I don't know exactly what like the whole thing will be, but it will involve that. Um, so the loser will probably be getting embarrassed for quite a quite a while and we'll obviously <laughs> upload it to the YouTube and stuff. So um Yeah. Some questions to be asked around that because I feel like it's gonna fall on me. Um if don't say don't say that. I know you did pick the Panthers over. Um the picks right four. now are not looking good for me. Um am I gonna have to like hit one over the fence or what? I mean I, I don't know. Hey, I'm not hey, I picked the Raiders under and they're getting hot, and I also picked the Bengals over. So I got a couple questionable ones That's too. That's kind of um, fucked up on your end to I maybe you juiced me into the Panthers on purpose. I, I did not. I you knew how much I was into the Panthers. Um, that was not fake. It just happened to 
But can we talk about the backup pick that you had was also the Titans over. So you picked probably one of the two most disgusting overs um, that you could have made. I just trust in Vrabel's tits, man. I don't know what you want me to say. So, yeah, that that's our punishment. Uh, I guess we can probably start to post the like the over-under total so that we now that we're getting closer to the end of the year. Um, people can start to get involved with that and, and root for whoever. But, yeah, the loser will have to do that some form of fashion. Um, if it's you, it might just be, like, just get a hit. But since I, I do have baseball experience, it might, like, be, like, <laughs> a home run for me or something like that. Gotcha. Because um, while a hit will be difficult, it won't take. Like, I, I can make contact. I'm, I'm, oh. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, feel like I can make contact. It has been a while since I've, I've swung a baseball bat. But I feel like I have the knowledge, at least, and, like, the bat-to-ball skills to a few times. I, I yeah, I feel like um, I might swing out the vertebrae in my neck. Which <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before, so this it, it, it might definitely be is a totally different sport. It could be even worse. <sighs> All right. All right, let's do fantasy quarter and wrap up here with our picks. Uh yeah, fantasy I'll go first. Here, I guess first. I'm on top. I thought I beat you today, but then we ended up switching documents. So, I guess that's true. Um, my stardom, Luke, is in uh, is DTR. So Dorian Thompson Robinson season is continuing on. It's picking up here at a different point in the season. And to be one hundred percent, completely honest with you, Luke, I. I actually don't know why they are giving him the start over P.J. Walker. I don't know. I mean, P.J. Walker at least kept them competitive. And in game, they won some games of P.J. Walker. So I don't know if he is maybe hurt silently or what. But they are going with DTR. And so I will be home this weekend watching Red Zone all day long. And this was just music to my ears. I can't wait to when they flash over to when they're down like 20 and he has the ball just doing weird shit. So that'll be nice. Um, and then my sit is DeMar Hamlin, Luke. Um, <laughs> there's been some interesting uh, memes going around about DeMar Hamlin. Um, but if you didn't know, uh, the Broncos also won their game on a game-winning field goal. Um the first attempt, uh, which was missed, um, but there also was a 12th person on the field, and that 12th person just so happened to be DeMar Hamlin. Um, so uh, there was a lot of funny uh, internet videos, if you will, going around uh, about that. You know, clips from movies. There was one funny one that was like, why couldn't you have just stayed dead? Which was just so yeah, crazy. <laughs> Maybe distasteful, but very funny after that, after the second kick went in um, and the Broncos won. That was a work of ghetto gronk. Um, Definitely the best NFL memes artist out there. Um, (laughs) And then uh, my sleeper is Ben the Dog. Um, And if you don't know who Ben the Dog is, uh, that's okay. Uh, During last week's uh, Saturday night, college football game that Kirk Herbstreet was doing, Georgia and Ole Miss. They uh, were showing Uga on the field, as they usually do. 
Um, and then they did a second pan over to Ben the dog, who uh, was just Kirk Kerbstreet's dog was just at the game for some reason. And I don't know why, but holy shit, Luke. Uh, he's my sleeper because he looked, he just looked so damn cute and happy and pettable. And, you know, Ugo always looks like he's fighting for his life, which isn't his fault. Uh, that's just their breed of dog, and which is kind of on humans. We just made them that way that yeah. uh, they have to go their whole life just struggling to breathe. Um, but Ben, you know, he just, Ben was just enjoying a, a college football Saturday. So, uh, yeah, my sleeper's Ben the dog. Yeah, he's also, uh, he's also an internet dog where he answers the phone. And he goes, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, the, that's talking Tom's uh, friend, Ben, the dog, but yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. My fantasy corner, my stardom is, uh, Cam, I don't know if you know what I have three of them down. I, I bet you have no clue what any of them are. Um, so my stardom is a Dutch I think guy. The last one has something to do with Snoop dog. Yeah, it does. I had to uh, guess. <laughs> my stardom is Dutch guy with solar panels. Um, so there was a, a guy in the Netherlands uh, a few weeks ago and he, he got in trouble by the authorities. I don't know if they arrested him, but he had solar panels on his house and he spelled out, um, the Dutch word for penis, um, with his solar panels. So okay. shout out to that guy. That's an all time. That's uh, a good stardom. Yeah. He deserves yeah. to be start. Yeah. I think this, I think it might've also happened in the Netherlands, but there was a, a road sign that was, uh, Harry Dick Road, and it keeps getting stolen. Uh, it might be the UK that that happened in, but very funny too. Um, my sitem is the marathon record. Uh, there was a guy from Kenya, I believe. I want to say he broke the the all time marathon record um, just a few weeks ago. So I think it was like two hours and like thirty six seconds. And so. It's, it's insanely fast to run 26 miles, and it's obviously the record. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, I don't think it really got enough attention is, is what it should have. I mean, it is the, the world record for marathon. And then my sleeper is edibles um, because just literally just a few hours ago, uh, Snoop Dogg released the news that he is done smoking. Um, so that's, I mean, that's big news. Uh, Snoop Dogg has kind of been like the – the spokesperson, if you will, for marijuana over the years, and he's been very public about it. And so this is big news. Um, but I guess the it, sleeper for the edibles because no smoke that does not, that obviously doesn't have anything to do with edibles. So shout out Snoop Dogg for moving to, to safer options, I guess. <laughs> well, he didn't even, he, from the works way, he just sounds like he's just done with it in general. Yeah. But you're right. Like edibles on the sleeper, like not just Watch for not just for Snoop Dogg. For I mean, where this could this could be national. So <laughs> he could we'll start a revolt. So uh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and then just college basketball is back too. It's been yeah, so it's back. Yeah, uh, I, I will watch it over Thanksgiving break. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I. I mean, last week was obviously the first week, and we didn't have a show last week, although I had a bunch of notes on it. Um, Arizona beats Duke on Friday. That was a big win for the both of us and for Caleb Love. Um, huge win, huge win. I think that might be one of the only ranked matchups. I think yesterday, or not yesterday, Tuesday night, there were some between Kansas and yeah, Kentucky. Kansas, Kentucky. 
Um, but yeah, there hasn't been a lot of ranked matchups, but that doesn't matter. I'm getting into the the sicko grind of it, watching some really gross games. I watched Charleston versus Vermont at 10.30 this morning. Um, SLU is currently in a battle with Wyoming, so that's kind of another sicko game. <laughs> there's just there's just a lot of disgusting things that have happened, and I'm, I'm here for all of it. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait. There, I just love the names, some of the names in college basketball. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, uh, Mizzou lost to Memphis last Friday as well, and uh, they were up by not like by a lot, like a very you know not like a sizable margin uh, that Memphis couldn't come back from because they obviously did. But um, fourteen points. Yeah, they like just didn't. They just didn't do shit in the second half. Mizzou didn't. It was really bad, and Memphis. they did. They they woke up. They played sure defense and um, were shooting really well in the second half. So, um, but Mizzou bounced back. They uh, they're two and one. Just beat SIUE on Monday. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, some big games ahead. I guess not. Not really for Mizzou or anything basketball wise. Um, Football. I do want to go over. There is some names. I, I have to share some of these college basketball names. I've been racking them up on the notes. Um, first off, we have Elijah Pepper from UC Davis. <laughs> um, that's just kind of a funny name. Starting off very light. Um, and then we have a guy from Weber State who did just upset St. Mary's, um, ranked St. Mary's a few days ago. Blaze Threat is his name. <laughs> um, it's another one. And then these next two are just – do you have the kid from Rhode Island? Yep, that's the next one. Always right. But right is with a W. W R I G H T. Um shout out to his parents for naming him always. Um always right. That's just such a great name. And he plays big minutes too for the Rhode Island Rams. And then this is my favorite. This is my personal favorite one. I cannot believe it's even real. There's a guy from Utah Tech. His name is Tennessee Rainwater. It is, it is the greatest name I think I've ever seen. It, it, I mean, we talk about college football names. You get some great ones too. But this one, Tennessee Rainwater. Send this guy to a Tennessee school. What is he doing in Utah Tech? Um, that is crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty ins- – I, I love it though. I'm, I'm here for all of it. Um, yeah, sorry. I, I had to share that. I, the Tennessee Rainwater. That's a good share. I'm glad you did. Um. And then I guess before we do our picks, do you want to talk a little Mizzou football? Since we have yeah, the last few episodes, and they have they've had a huge last two weeks, really. If you think about it, they played Georgia on the road, which they didn't win, but they did play very well in the game. Um, there was a couple plays that you know could have went if they would have went the other way. Who knows? Um, you know, to beat Georgia, you almost have to play perfect. You know. Um, yeah, they didn't. They didn't play. They played well, but they didn't play perfect. That's why they didn't win. You're right. Um, and in Tennessee, they just they played damn near perfect, if not perfect. So, um, yeah, that 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 field goal that Tennessee tried to attempt at the, at the very end. I I remember I looked over at my dad. I was like, this might be the saddest field goal of all time. And then the fact that he missed it, that's that was definitely the saddest field goal of all time. I couldn't help but laugh. It was just, it was. So sad. Yeah, I mean the fact that Drink iced him was just so awesome. <laughs> so funny. I mean, Drink. I see. We were sitting in the crowd 
Uh, I was there, obviously, and um, you know we're watching it, and I'm like, I turned to Will, I'm like, hey, you know, I don't know if we will, but you know, just after what's happened the last two years against Tennessee, it would be kind of nice if we kind of poured on here a little bit at the end. And sure enough, Dalen Carnell gets the pick six, which I was going absolutely bananas over, by the way. And then, uh, oh yeah, of course I did. And then, um, you know, the Luther Burden touchdown that he scored late too. And, you know, and then they iced the kicker. I mean, it was just beautiful. Um, So 36 to seven against Tennessee. I mean, just a bludgeoning and (laughs) bludgeoning. So, I mean, it, it was beautiful. And then, uh, there was, you know, and after the game, you know, uh, we had drink saying that we stand on business, um, being pretty confident in the pressers. Um, and then another thing to point out, Cody Schrader had uh, one of the, you know, one of the best games you can have as a collegiate running back. It's only been done about five other times, I think it was. Um, 200 rushing yards and 100 receiving yards. Um, so... Uh, and Luke pointed out, actually, I don't know if we were on the air yet that he was on, he's on the Pat McAfee show today. So, yeah, which is pretty cool. I, for I him. don't think we were on the air yet. I was, yeah. I listened to a little bit of it. So, um, that's, yeah, that's certainly cool. Um, I think they showed a stat during the game and it was like since 1970, only five power five running backs had had, was it 200 yards rushing and a hundred yards receiving in a game. Um, so that's, I mean, that's rare company there. He, he's definitely played himself into a draft spot. I think he will get yeah, drafted. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know what it is, but Mizzou running backs have been really, really good of, as of recently. Like They have. They go to the NFL. Um, yeah. So Tyler Beatty, Larry Roundtree, um, missing one. Yeah, there's a big one, I think. It was the guy yeah. right after uh, – uh, guy who got at Auburn in the SEC championship game. Right after him, he went to the NFL too. I'm, I'm blanking. Oh, out. if we want to go that far back, I mean, yeah, we had uh, Henry Josie, Marcus Murphy, Tyler Hansborough, uh, Demaria Crockett is in yeah, the Crockett. That's who I was he's been around uh, in and out of the league. Yeah, that's the one we were forgetting was Crockett. Yep. So, um. So yeah, Jim Harbaugh just accepted his three-game ban, so he will not be coaching the Ohio State game. That's crazy. That's that's so it's, stupid. That is disgusting, actually. By I don't know who hand. I'm guessing was it the Big Ten that handed that out? Yeah, I mean, it was. That's, how do you do that to your most important game? Like that's the Big Ten's most important game. Yeah, you not just, just those two schools. I mean, just stupid. The two-game suspension, I guess, if you want to give him something, but suspending him for the Ohio State game is nuts. Um, yeah. I hope they win. I hope they win it all, honestly. I mean, obviously, Georgia winning the third one in a row would be cool, but in Alabama, they would be cool too. I can't wait for that game, the Georgia-Alabama SEC Championship. I think just about any winner would be cool this year. Yeah, really, yeah. Who, I mean, who would State. not be cool? I, I can't think – like. Uh, the first team that popped in my head for not being cool was Ohio State, but then that would – I don't know. I feel like they could still be kind of cool. They're just not as fun to watch on offense this year. Yeah, other than Marvin Harrison Jr., I feel like they're just kind of a 
and I don't really like Ryan Day, so it kind of yeah, you know. But the, like other than them, though, I think I I would I could get behind any other winner, any team, literally. Like, uh, obviously, I don't think I'd want Georgia to win it again if if Alabama was in it, and or uh, I think I I could even find myself rooting for Florida State somehow, which might be a sin, but um, <laughs> I think it I think I could find myself rooting for them. Uh, Washington would be fun. I don't. I don't know if they have that capability, but you know, just mm-hmm. anybody would be. I'm kind of struggling to even get in right now. Um, yeah, I kind of have to win out. And then one other thing for college football, my Jane Daniels Heisman prediction, I think, is going to happen. That's in. Yeah, I. Um, he's crazy. like over the course of the last like week or two, he went from like being fifth in the favorites to I think being favored now to win. Yeah. And his stats really haven't changed much in comparison to like Penix and Bo Nix and Jordan Travis and guys like that. I think it's literally just people like looking at his stats and be like, oh, yeah, he's really good. <laughs> yeah. Just like they turn around on him. So he, he, he's the best player in college football. Yeah. So that's what the award's supposed to go to, you know? Exactly. And that also makes Mizzou's, I mean, we're ranked ninth in the nation. Uh, well, are we eight and two right now. Yeah, if we get two no, more wins against two. Florida and Arkansas, which we should be a ten win season, and the only two losses would be to Georgia, who's like on a thirty game winning streak or something right now, um, and then to the Heisman candidate. So yeah, those are two really good losses to have. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, you want to get into picks here? Since yes, sir. Already run up the. I feel like we do this every week. We're like, oh man, how is it already over an hour when we get to picks? <laughs> yeah. Um, Cincinnati at Baltimore. Uh, big game. Al Michaels finally gets a big game. <laughs> um, I took Baltimore last week, and it, we took both of these teams last week, and they kind of screwed us. Um. Both teams need to bounce back. It's, it's like a bounce back bowl. I don't know what to. Any any what what are your thoughts on it? Uh, if it was up to me, I'd take the Bengals just because. I th- I think they didn't really play bad last week. I think that the Texans kind of just played like a little bit more perfect. Um, and Baltimore already beat the Bengals once, and I feel like in this division, it's hard to beat a team twice. Um, in the Bengals are kind of a prime time team. Um, so, but I mean, obviously the pick's up to you. I'm not going to veto it if you, you take ball. No, I'll t- I uh, that that's those are fine reasons for me. I because I don't know. I I feel like they're both coming off a tough loss, and it's not yeah. that like you said Cincinnati played good last week. So did Baltimore. I just I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, Pittsburgh at Cleveland. I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh, although I think it's gonna be disgustingly close. Yeah, under. This is an under game. Yeah, this could like the way I see Cleveland winning this game is a Brownie the Elf game. Like some weird shit happens. So that's the only way. Obviously, there's gonna be weird shit happening because DTR is playing, but extra weird but with I, a, a no matter what the, the under thing. is. I just take it. Yeah. Cause like the, 
the Steelers aren't going to score either, you know. So, yeah. um, Chicago at Detroit. Detroit. I'm going to take Detroit. Yep. Uh, warming up for that uh, Thanksgiving game. Um, so they they'll get two in a row at home. L.A. at Green Bay. The Chargers. I want to go with yeah. I think I will go with the Chargers. Oh, I almost, the- I'm going to be rooting for Zip though, Luke. I'm going to be rooting for Zip because I want them to fire Staley. I think if Zip beats them, then they might fire him. I keep this telling honestly, myself that. Matt Lafleur is kind of becoming on the hot seat, um, but when you Crazy, have but yeah. when you have Joe Barry and Brian Gutekunst in your organization. Matt LaFleur gets really I, – I mean, it's going to be hard to fire him because those two are going before Matt LaFleur. Um, but this is a game that the Chargers almost have to win, and uh, this could really screw up Green Bay if they win this one. Chargers have actually won most of their games this year that we've said they had to win. Yeah, exactly. So I think they will. Um, Las Vegas at Miami. This one's interesting because uh, Miami's off the bye, but Las Vegas has won two in a row with their interim coach. But I don't think Aiden O'Connell is going to be able to go throw for throw with Tua just yet. Um, uh, some Tua news. He looks like Drake now. So yeah. good for Tua. Expect us. Um, so I'm going to take Miami. Next game, um, New York, the football yeah. giants at Washington. I'm going to take the commanders. Um, which would be good for Sam Howell and the commanders going and, you know, getting ready for the Thanksgiving game after. And the Giants, you know, they're literally playing with DeVito. So I, I'm just, you know. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I, I would honestly kind of be shocked if the Giants win another game the rest of the year. Yeah. It's a sleeper for that number one overall pick. I mean, wow. Yeah. Could be crazy if. Yeah, that would be wild, actually. That would be unforeseen, but yeah, that would be cool. Um, Dallas at Carolina, because we don't know really what they're going to do. They just paid out that ass for Daniel Jones. So um, I'm going to take Dallas. They're also going to be warming up for uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day. This The Dallas at Carolina game? No, never mind, never mind. I was about to say it could get weirdly, grossly close, no, but the Cowboys take care of bad team. They take care of bad teams, except for the Cardinals. So, this next game though, Titans at Jags. Ah, uh, jagging off. I think I was just about to say that, but <laughs> yeah, I think I'm jagging off here. Um. I would like to see Levis do a little bit more in this game. Yeah. That's what I'll say. That's what I'll say. Um, I Although it's not really all his fault. I feel like if you bring a quarterback in into those really sweet jerseys, but you don't – and he wins and you don't let him wear it again, I feel like that's kind of messed up. So, And that's yeah. kind of on the organization. Like, I guess I think we said this after that game. Like <laughs> if you win with a brand-new quarterback – you got to keep those jerseys. Yeah, I mean, you got to just wear them. I mean, you're starting a brand new era. Yeah. So, this game, on paper, for the season, disgusting. This Cardinals game could be this could be sneaky fun. 
on Sunday. Yeah, don't want to overthink this one, though. No, I'm going to go with the Texans. Okay. But I'm excited to watch Kyler run around in NRG Stadium a little bit. I think this could be a fun game. Two, two fun quarterbacks in this game. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that one on red zone. On Like this, the way Houston has played their last two games, this game is also almost bound to come down to the witching hour, down to the wire. So um, no, it wouldn't shock me. This game could go a number of ways. I'll say, I'll say that. Yeah, it could. Or it could be the total opposite, but I don't think it's – I don't think that we're going to have too many total opposite games with the Cardinals this year. I think uh, they got Kyler back. So, you know, I, I think they're going to be very competitive. At, per yeah, usual. but they kind of still suck. And they have Gannon. Pew, pew. San Francisco. At Niners? Uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Um, Jets at Bills? Wow. This might be, besides Baltimore-Cincinnati, this might be the toughest game to pick on the schedule. Yeah, both teams are kind of broken right now. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. So both teams, like Lucas just said, broken. Buffalo at home. So that's plus one Buffalo. Jets always have the Bills number. That's plus one to the to the Jets. I think this I think this series is going to be split this year. I think I'm going to take the Bills um in a I actually think they're going to win this game by like 17 points or so. Um yeah, I feel like this might be kind of a wake up call for the Bills like hey, yeah. let's turn it on right now. And I don't know if like yeah, you say it's going to be a wake up call or that it might be I don't know if it's really going to carry past it. I just think they're going to split this series this year, and they're going to—I don't know—they're just Jets can't move the fucking football. Excuse my language, but um, they can't. Um, New York Jets at Buffalo. I'm sorry, uh, Seattle at LA. I don't know who's all coming back for the Rams this week. I would have to check. Just, just remember that McVay kind of owns Pete Carroll. Yeah, he does. I want to see, actually, let, hold on, just some quick research. Are Rams, I don't think, I Carson, this might be a Carson Wentz game, honestly. <sighs> see if they're getting Kyron Williams this week. What about Stafford? Is he playing? <sighs> Williams is not eligible to return until week 12. <sighs> Okay, so no Kyron Williams. What about Stafford? That's Stafford playing this week. Stafford, full practice participant. Rams expecting Matt Stafford to return for week 11. Okay, that's good. So, so no Brett. Um, Rams at home. Haven't won in a little bit. Oh, my gosh, but that's kind of just... This is a game that, if we take this risk, like we almost need it to hit. <laughs> oh man! I mean, Seattle should win this game, but it's fun to pick the Rams. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's. 
I think that's a bad pick, though. Who is the who has Seattle lost to this year? You check that out. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say something real quick. The Rams QB room is actually like one of the most wild QB rooms. So you have Matt Stafford. It's kind of you know that's the normal. But then you have Carson Wentz and right. Stetson Bennett, which are like polar opposites. And then you have Brett Rippon. I think they let go of Brett. I think oh, they Stafford? just let go of Rat, Brett. Oh, they I did? Think they let him walk. Thank I think God. they let go of him that was so and gross. Zach Evans or something like that. The, oh, wait, that's preseason. Um, Who the hell did they lose to? They lost to the Bengals. They lost to the Rams. They lost to the Rams. Shit pumped, and they got beat by the Ravens. Shit pumped. I I want to take Seattle now, but I, I mean, you're right. McVay does own them. All right. Whatever. I, no, I hate the Rams. Fuck it. I'm taking Seattle. I'm vetoing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All that for the veto. I I used the veto. Why didn't you just say that earlier? We could have just gone through that way faster. All right. Um, Your pick. Minnesota at Denver. Uh, are you kidding me? This is the unstoppable force versus the immovable object it's game. Night football. Did they flex this? No, I think this was pre-scheduled to be this way. Um, Which a few weeks ago, this looked really. This was like Jets, Raiders, and then <laughs> Vikings, Broncos. Like, what are we doing here? But this actually is. Both these teams have played themselves back into good tier contention. I think. Is Minnesota in the playoff right now? Yeah, yeah they are. They're the seven. Exactly. Seven. I okay. think they're like two games up on the playoffs too. Like they're, wow, they're well into the playoffs. Um, I, I think, I think Denver wins this game. I think okay. it's. I I think, I think the Pastronaut has a good showing. I think Dangerous is I think I'm not saying he's all the way back. But enough to win this game against the Pastronaut. So that is definitely a toss up pick, but I'm gonna take Denver at home. All right. I think I'm just riding high on Russ, actually. And then Game uh of the Game of the Year. Game of the Year, maybe? Yeah. Game of the, that's exactly what I was thinking. This is this probably will be the most viewed TV program of 2023. If I had, well, Super Bowl other, probably other than but... the Super Bowl, but like of this of this season, this is going to be definitely the most viewed regular season game. Um, you have the Kelsey effect. Not only do you have the two best teams in the league playing, not only do you have a Super Bowl rematch, not only do you have the Kelsey brothers thing, which obviously we got in the Super Bowl last year. But this year, there's a there's there's a third or a fourth, a fourth thing that's thrown into here, which I didn't know this before, but obviously it's all over the internet. Taylor Swift is an Eagles fan, so uh, it could get interesting. I'm taking the Eagles. I did the math just now. Um, this is a game that the Eagles win in the regular season and lose in the playoffs, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, that was my thought too. It's uh, 
Yeah. And like I actually think now, don't get me wrong, Mahomes will probably keep it close. A part of me thinks the Eagles win this game by like ten or thirteen points. And like uh stand on business, if you will. I think they're I think they're yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, uh Jason Kelsey is a part of the bullshit. Don't get me wrong. He's dragged into it with the podcast that he does. Um, and he's a big part of it. But I think Jalen Hurts has one of the best NFL games of his entire career. And he's hurt. I think he's going to have one of the best NFL games of his entire career this week. And yeah. the Chiefs have a great defense. It's Top five at, defense, I believe. At Kansas City, too. At Kansas City, I think Philadelphia is going to do this. I, can't I actually feel confident about this. Like, there no, is, I, I do too. I know what you mean because this is a game where the Chiefs, the Chiefs just kind of screw around in the regular season, if you will. Um, like, if they lose a game here and there, they're like, oh, well, you know, we're still going to have an AFC championship game in Kansas City and probably go to the Super Bowl. Um, but the Eagles, I, I feel like they're kind of on a mission this year. Yeah, um, they were last year. They they don't have the, that same mentality. They don't mess around like that's not in their that's not in the Philly exactly. genetic code. You know that's not a part of it. Yeah, but but like this year, it's like, hey, we were so close last year, and part of it is it's this is the team that prevented them from winning it all last year, and I feel like they're just going to have that extra juice that maybe Kansas City doesn't coming off the bye. I mean, I don't think Kansas City cares. I think if they lose this game, it's going to be like, well, you know, that's a good team. Um, if we see them in the Super Bowl, then we'll probably beat them better. You know, it, it's one of those things. So, but yeah, I think Philly, I agree yeah. with you on that. Like, it'll be I a good pick, but I can pick two to three games on this slate that I feel less confident about than I do with this, with this game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And if the Chiefs um, win, I won't be upset, but just, i uh, that's just how I feel. I'm so thankful that this game's at night. Oh, This is such a night game. It just it makes sense. Monday uh, night football. Oh, I won't have school the next day. Oh. Uh. All right, shut the hell up, <laughs> bragger. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, all right, thank you guys for tuning in this week. Um <laughs> Thank you for uh, coming back after the week off next week. Look for the podcast a little earlier. I don't know if it'll be Tuesday or Wednesday when it comes out, but um, it will not be Thursday or Friday. Obviously, it'll be out before then. So um, stay prepared for that. Follow our Twitter, obviously. My punishment will be coming out on Saturday before the Mizzou game day on the Twitter. So show me. You want to wear my Sam Howell jersey for it? I I guess I could, but then – it wouldn't be Mizzou game day. It would just be. Yeah, I don't know. What What are you going to wear for it? I, I don't know. Um, I don't think I can let you wear the Daylon Carnell jersey and you do that j- dance. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>